3: In just a moment, the program Truth to Ponder will begin. Now yesterday I had planned on something very special, but because we ran out of time, I couldn't get it all in. It really had to do with a very special anniversary that occurred yesterday. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The weather's
2: fine for flying, the fog has gone to bed, there's such good visibility, you could see victory ahead. Let's fill the air with eagles. Let's fill the clouds with men. And we will see a world that's free when we fly home again.
3: It is hard to believe that it was 78 years ago yesterday that over 160,000 Allied troops landed on a 50-mile stretch of a heavily fortified beach in France. June 6, 1944. It was quite a time in the United States. We had been at war since Japan had attacked the United States at Pearl Harbor back at the end of 1941. And now this D-Day invasion to to finish the war in Europe, had begun. Many people didn't know how this would work out. It had been a very tough time in World War II, the United States fighting on on two fronts, in the Pacific and in Europe. And now the time had come to to do everything possible to, to bring this particular war in Europe to an end. Now, my father served in the Pacific. My wife, her dad, was one of those 160,000 that landed on D-Day. And people like myself and my wife, we're baby boomers. We are the sons and daughters of the greatest generation. Most of them are gone now. My dad is gone, her dad is gone, and our parents are all gone. Yet we have heard some of the stories. They never wanted to speak much about what they went through during that time. But they truly were the greatest generation. Before the soldiers embarked, there was an address given by General Dwight Eisenhower.
2: Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force, you are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers in arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. But this is the year 1944. Much has happened since the Nazi triumphs of 1940 41. The United Nations have inflicted upon the Germans great defeats in open battle, man to man. Our air offensive has seriously reduced their strength in the air and their capacity to wage war on the ground. Our home fronts have given us an overwhelming superiority in weapons and munitions of war and placed at our disposal great reserves of trained fighting men. The tide has turned. The free men of the world are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck, and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking.
3: It is hard to believe that over 9,000 Allied soldiers were killed or wounded on that day. But their sacrifice allowed more than 100,000 soldiers to begin the slow, hard journey across Europe to defeat Adolf Hitler's troops and to bring the Second World War in Europe to an end. Now, on that very day... Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the president of the United States, got on the radio and he did something that you probably couldn't do today. He led the nation in prayer. Let me say that again. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a Democrat, led the nation in prayer, something a Democrat today would never do. And if he did, he probably would be sued or ostracized by his own party. Here is President Roosevelt.
0: Almighty God, our sons, the pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. Lead them straight and true. Give strength to their arms stoutness to their hearts, steadfastness in their faith. They will need thy blessings. Their road will be long and hard. For the enemy is strong. He may hurl back our forces. Success may not come with rushing speed, but we shall return again and again. And we know that by thy grace, and by the righteousness of our cause,
3: our sons will triumph. What a very different time we live in today, here in the United States. A country that, despite what all the pundits and leftists would have us believe, a nation that at one time had a respect for people of faith and, and presidents and congressmen, and senators, and local officials, and governors were not ashamed of their faith. They were willing to pray. In this case, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Whether you agreed with all his policies or not, he was willing and saw nothing wrong with leading the nation in prayer for the soldiers that had committed themselves to victory in Europe. And if you listen to the entire speech, which I have, and his entire prayer, he asked the citizens of the United States to pray daily, each and every day, when you get up in the morning, before you go to bed at night, throughout the day, stop and pray for those that are, that are fighting valiantly in Europe. And like my dad, fighting in the Pacific Theater, against the Empire of Japan can you imagine today what would happen if a president dared to get on the television and radio and streaming whatever whatever device is out there and attempt to lead the nation in prayer what would the reaction be how many people would be filing lawsuits through the you know civil liberties unions and what have you the ACLU you can't do that we're we're not a we're a secular nation, don't you know? We decided that back in 1962 when we kicked prayer out of school. It has been a process over the past half century or more to rip faith out of our discussion, out of our society, out of our everyday existence. Public schools, in many many cities are doing their best to make a mockery. They want to mock those that believe in a faith in Jesus Christ as as being less intelligent, not as smart. They don't believe in all the wokeness. And so, right now, among leftists, Christians are considered an evil force that must be eliminated. It must be silenced in the public square. I think of all of those that that died during the Second World War. All the prayers that were raised in once formally very stoic churches and Bible-believing churches, many of those churches have abandoned the faith. And this is such a sad thing that breaks my heart. Every time I think about where this nation has gone, I was thinking yesterday afternoon after I had completed the program for Monday and I realized I had not had a chance to to talk about D-Day and, and all that it implies and all that it meant, that greatest generation. And I was thinking about some of the parades that I attended over the years, Memorial Day parades, Veterans Day parades. And I can remember from my childhood, probably first, second, and third grade, looking at all these men coming down Plandome Road in Manhasset. We would watch the parade there. And you would see the first group of men that came through. Remember, this is the early 1960s. Were doughboys that had served in World War I. And some of those young men are now in their 60s. Maybe pushing towards 70. And then the next group that marched... Where those that had served in World War II, many still had their uniform. My dad still had his dress blues from being in the Marines. And he was one of the soldiers. Of course, at that time, he was in his 40s. So still relatively a young man. And you'd see how many of those men marched down Plandome Road in Manhasset for those parades. My father and my wife will tell you the same thing about hers. They, they seldom talked about their time serving in the Second World War. They did what they knew they had to do. These were the children of the Depression. They understood the term hard times. Many of them lived in places like Oklahoma and out in the West where the farms were decimated by the dust storms. Those that lived maybe near cities like New York had seen people lose their jobs and lose their money, lose it all. And they they survived the Depression. As my dad grew up in the 1930s, he was born in 1925. As my dad grew up in the 1930s, his goal was to be a clarinet player in a big band. And I never realized until later in life how good my father actually was on playing the clarinet. But that dream was put on hold. It was put on hold on, on December 7th, 1942. My father was not quite 17 years old at that time. And as soon as his birthday came, his parents, reluctantly, but knowing The gravity of the situation allowed my my father to enlist. And my father, like many brave men of that time, went to the nearest recruiting office. Now, my father thought he'd be fighting in Europe, but because he had a German surname, he was recommended to go to the Marine Corps. And after an aptitude test, they trained him for a very special mission behind enemy lines in in china he never talks much about it but i know that it was a difficult time and i'm sure there were things done there that he would rather forget how many of those men are alive today very few those that are still with us are now well in their 90s and approaching 100 years of age now about 10 years ago when I was working in emergency management, I did a lot of media work for the county in which I lived, and I was asked to go to, the, to an airport to meet those coming back from an honor flight. Now, if you're not familiar with what an honor flight is, veterans were given free air travel to Washington, D.C. to see the World War II Memorial. And they were desperately trying to get as many of these men that they could to make that trip as a thank you for their service all those years ago. And I can remember the look on some of these men's faces as they came off that airliner, all smiles, brothers. Some hadn't seen each other in in years and, and may have served in different places. Some in wheelchairs, some with walkers. They were getting older. And you knew they weren't going to be with us much longer. Today, those honor flights are primarily for those that are still remaining from Korea and now also beginning to show the Vietnam War Memorial because those men, like myself, are now in their 60s and 70s and even 80s. The real sad thing to me And I'll just leave it at this before I move on to our next topic. If you are brutally honest, World War II was the last war the United States had a decisive victory. I mean, we're talking 77 years since the United States had a truly decisive victory in a war how far we as a nation have fallen morally and spiritually in these 77 years. The nation that I was raised in as a child doesn't seem to even exist anymore. A time when people of faith, clergy, churches had a respect in their community. They weren't hated and despised and And manipulated by government. And yet, in these past 50 years, I have seen where governments in many cities become very hostile to churches because, hey, you know, we don't want them to have that prime property. We can't get tax money or we can't get this. Or they just don't like what these people have to say. There was a time, and it's long gone, I believe. There was a time that God blessed our nation because there was still the salt and light of those of faith in sufficient quantities to keep God's hand of blessing upon this nation. But in these past 50 years or so, maybe longer, those that even claim to even have any kind of religious affiliation is now the minority of the population. And of those that claim any kind of religious affiliation, only a tiny minority of them are true Bible-believing Christians that put their faith in an almighty God. The United States has fallen dramatically in 50 years. All you have to do is look at the news. Honestly, I don't trust our government any longer. I think that the government that we have right now, especially now, in the House and the Senate and the White House, is probably the most evil government we have ever had. But then again, the Bible says, you get the government you deserve. And we as a morally bankrupt nation, have gotten what we deserve in Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and many, many others. It's almost like punishment. What does the Bible say? And I think we really need to get back to what does Scripture tell us? What does God tell us? We're supposed to be, well, supposed to give God thanks and worship and praise. And we need to pray for forgiveness for our sins, our national sins. I really believe there's a curse upon the United States right now. I truly believe it and I know a lot of folk are saying, "Hey, hey Bob, it's June and just 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 a handful of months more we only have to go through July august september october and in Less than five months, we're going to have an election and we're going to fix it all. And we'll be a wonderful, happy nation all over again. We had a taste of a prosperous nation. And evil hated it so much, it cheated to steal the election. You'll never convince me that the 2020 election was thoroughly fair and honest. I I really don't care what anybody says. You begin to look at the evidence, and there are stories here, there, and yonder. You add them all up, and you can see a pattern. Georgia, there are a lot of things coming out of Georgia right now that that really, really smack of cheating. And it was institutionalized and permitted because of stupidity by the Secretary of State of the State of Georgia, Brad Rassenberger. Brian Kemp, a never-Trumper, he looked the other way. That's how they lost two Senate seats, because they were so deep in allowing allowing the breaking of Georgia law. This happened, too, in Michigan in Wisconsin, and Wisconsin and, and Pennsylvania. Laws were broken, but nobody seems to care anymore. We're supposed to accept it. That's just how it all worked out. Let the chips fall where they may. Well, guess what we got? A stolen election and judgment from God in this administration. Look at your gas prices. Look at the price of anything. Food. Food shortages, I really believe, will be coming this summer more than you believe. More than many of us would care to to think about. God's hand of judgment is, is upon this nation. Because we have turned our back on him as a nation. Our courts, our courts have have indicated that those of your religious status means nothing when it comes to mass vaccinations with an experimental vaccine. People in the military are being told, take the experiment that may kill you, may cripple you, may ruin your health in the long term. Because it'll get rid of the coronavirus. And we now know that it's a bunch of baloney. It doesn't. In fact, the real truth, and I can't believe that governments are still pushing this poison into people's arms. That's what it is, in my opinion. It is a poison. And the more you take, the worse off you're going to be. Why is it that the most vaccinated nations in the world are seeing a dramatic and noticeable rise in all case mortality? People that shouldn't be dying that are vaccinated are dying of all kinds of illnesses heart disease cancers in higher numbers than before why the immune system has been damaged i really believe how do i put this and i want you to understand what i'm what i'm saying there's a lot of false prophets and teachers out there by the way i was going to mention this and i'm not I'll, I'll just pass it along right now there are so many false prophets out there And there have been for for decades. I mean, since I was in high school, I can remember reading books about how the end of the world was going to happen in 1988. Or 1989. Or the year 2000. Judgment 2000 was a book title. It's all over. Judgment 2000. I think that book missed it by about 22 years. But the guy that wrote the book is still out there talking about end times. When somebody puts out a book or a website or a prediction that doesn't come true, you should turn them off and never listen to them again, never support them again, never buy their books or their DVDs or anything else they're selling because they're a fake and false prophet. You will never hear me say, when the end of the world is coming. You will hear me talk about the signs of his coming The Lord could come before the end of this radio program and he could be a hundred years from now or a thousand years from now. I can't tell you. I do know that this world has gone through extreme times of tribulation. We open the program today, thinking back, going back to 1944 and those that landed on D-Day. And for those that were living in Europe, Between 1939 and 1945, they would have believed this is the great tribulation and Jesus is coming before it's all over. But here we are, 77 years after the war's end. And Europe and England that reached out to an almighty God for victory in Europe. Have turned their back. They spit on God's face. They make a mockery out of it. They make a mockery out of everything that is good, wholesome, and godly. And they want you to support everything that is evil and destructive and literally insane. We've gone from a president that would lead the nation in prayer to one that wants us to support transgenderism and believe that all the high gas prices and all the food shortages are the sign of a good economy. How bankrupt mentally, spiritually, and ethically can somebody be? To give you that kind of insane and silly nonsense, if you think we're going to fix it all, this fall we might get a little tiny respite but you can take this to the bank it will be short lived evil is not going to roll over and get out of your way all they'll do all the the demonic forces that are running rampant in this world all they'll do is regroup and come back again, stronger and more deceptive than before. Now I've got a few other news stories that I want to share with you today. And I'll get to those in just a moment. I want to thank a number of you that have taken the time to send me emails that you are listening. And I appreciate everyone that you send to me. If you send an email to Bob at truththe number two ponder dot com, Bob at the number two ponder dot com, it only comes to me. I have no staff. I have no secretary. There are no employees at Truth to Ponder. It's just me, and occasionally my wife helping out. Though I could use some help in some of the research and everything else that we're doing, and during this very busy time. But if you, if you'll let me know how you listen, it would mean the world to me right now as we're we're going i believe this program is about to go through a transition and a, and a bit of a change we'll be talking about some of the things that started this program we started this program back in august of 2020 with the pandemic and all the weird stuff that was coming out at that time and we've tried to track it along the way and we're going to be talking a little bit about that in the in the next segment of the program along with a couple of other stories of interest there's a lot going on. I I don't want this program to be considered some kind of an end-time prophecy program. That's not my goal. While I will share information with you and show you how this world is conforming to what the scripture says will happen as we come to these later days, however many days they may be, I, I don't want anybody to get this false sense that Hey, it'll all be over next month or next year or whatever. Like I say, there's a website out there that I, I've been following. Uh, yesterday was supposed to be the rapture, according to that website. Obviously, it didn't happen. And the Great Tribulation was supposed to have started about uh, 10 days before, and there's and Jesus is coming at the end of this year on January 1st. Obviously, it's another one of the failed prediction websites that are out there and so many people believe them people have sent me the links to so many that have come and gone we don't deal with that this program deals in preparing you for the days that are yet to come and most important to make sure that you're in a right relationship with Jesus Christ if we don't do that then everything else you do is immaterial If you believe in our work and our mission and ministry, would you consider a financial gift to keep us on the air? If you can, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address, Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 number 3248 in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Number 3248. That's our secure box. Crestview, one word. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Away
1: in a Manger. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Where's Messiah? Well, if you were looking for Messiah on the day of his birth, where would you find him? You wouldn't find him in the inn. You wouldn't find him in the marketplace. You wouldn't find him in the busyness of everything that was happening or in the crowded places, in the crowds. You see, God's not going to stay in the crowded place. See, we think we can maintain his presence in a crowded life. We think we can fit him in in between a thousand details. Well, we can't. He won't stay there. In fact, you might have already crowded him out. You might have let so many details come into your life that... The Lord's presence just can't stay there. And you wonder why you don't feel that joy anymore, that zeal, that aliveness in God, that excitement in God, that wonder in God. Well, how can you have it? He's not going to stay in a crowded place where there's no room for him to stay. On the day of his birth, he wasn't in the crowd. He wasn't in the inn. He was outside. He was away, away in the manger. If you want to restore the joy and the glory of his presence in your life and that zeal and that fire of your first love, then you also have to get away from the crowded place, the crowded schedule and the crowded life. Get away to the manger. Take a break today, my friend, or or at least plan now today to take a break this week from the details and the rush and all the scheduling, all that to get away to be with the Lord, to his simple presence, get along with him, get to the manger, get back to the simple, find him again because he still loves you, but he cannot be crowded out. He'll be waiting for you this week. Away from all the rest in a manger. Want more? Ask for War of the Manger on CD. Now, how, how often do you have something offered to you? A wonderful, life-changing. Well, here goes right now. Sapphires, as precious as it sounds, to help you have a life of victory, a free gift subscription, plus the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You'll love it. How do you get it all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call one 800 To receive your free gifts, 1-800- Yeshua 1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and to blanket the earth with salvation. Imagine you could blanket Africa, Asia, the world. It's incredible. You can. Shortwave Radio will do it. It's the farthest way you'll ever touch the world for the gospel. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 that's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111 Lodi. L. L-O- L O D I New Jersey 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy box. 1111 Lodi. L O D I New Jersey 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, get away in Messiah. Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Shalom.
3: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman and welcome to part two of our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host Bob Bierman. So glad that so many of you do listen to the program each and every day. I would love to know how you listen. and I mentioned this before the break. Increasingly, I'm finding that uh, there are a lot of listeners to the podcast, though it's hard to actually extract the the exact number because it ends up at so many places. I see some places do better than others. If you'll let me know, I'd like to get a handle on how we are doing as a podcast. Now, I've tried to have the program ready around noontime Eastern or so each and every day, but it's increasingly, especially during this time that we are up in Virginia trying to make some big changes in our life. Sometimes it gets out a little bit later, so I hope that you can bear with me each and every day because it it may it may some days be two or three o'clock before the program will be ready i would love to know when you listen do you need the program earlier later does it really matter all of that helps me in looking to the future of this program truth to ponder somehow i hope to have some guests on again soon One of our favorite guests of late has been Dr. William Wong, and I hope to get him back on sometime soon. If not this week, perhaps next week. There's some other people that you've been asking about, and depending upon their schedule, we'll try to work it out. We're traveling, so the studio setup I'm using is rather primitive, so it's not as easy uh, to produce the program. But keep me in your prayers as we try to put everything together moving forward with the program. If you listen on radio, let me know which station you listen to. You may be listening on KVOH. I really need to know if you're listening on KVOH, which is out of uh, California on a frequency of 9975 kilohertz. We're also on WRMI, I believe, three times each day, 5 and 6 p.m. Eastern, and again, four nights a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thursday friday at 10 p.m eastern and i think there's also an additional airing over the weekend i'm not exactly sure what time also another radio station carries us so however you listen what time what frequency all of that is very helpful to me as we continue to plan for this program now i want to share a couple of news stories things that i've been looking at We, we we talked in the first segment about how this nation, I really believe, is under God's judgment. That's why you get evil rulers to rule over an evil people. That's what's happened. We have allowed evil in our society. We have condoned it. We've looked the other way. We've tried to accept it. I I look at all these woke corporations running around with their rainbow logos during this month of pride. And, and it just bothers me how some of these companies are not just acknowledging it, they're celebrating it, they're pushing it. They want you to believe in it too. Companies like Target come to mind as one of the worst defenders in retail. They push the the rainbow agenda, and the transgender agenda. That's why they don't want to have a girls and boys toy section. They want to just combine it all because it's all gender fluid. Don't shop at Target. All you're doing is supporting reprobates. Reprobates. I know we're running out of places to shop, but those that are so over the top, like Target, you need to decide what do you stand for? We see so much of it today. AT&T, boy, they they pushed the rainbow logo. Local television stations. I'm seeing some of them put the rainbow logo for the whole month of June in their television station logo. Why? Our schools are trying to sexualize, our public schools are trying to sexualize our children at a young age. And if you pass a law like they did in Florida saying, you know, age appropriate is actually important. And and I don't think it's the proper thing to have a kindergarten teacher, first, second and third grade teacher talking about homosexuality, gender fluidity to little children that are impressionable. And the left in this country, those that have sold their souls to Satan, and I'm going to say it, a leftist has got to be satanic to be a leftist. There is no middle ground. The left desires control of your life, thinks themselves as gods. And they're the ones that are running our nation right now. They run many states like New York. California, New Jersey. You can name as many as you want. There are plenty of them out there. Illinois. And as I said at the beginning, we're getting God's judgment in no uncertain terms. Now, COVID-19, the pandemic, it, it gave us a glimpse of how the left works. And I'm reading this article about the 10 steps that leaders who want to crush a democracy will always take. And some of us, some people are believing we're getting near the end of that list. Let's just take a look at some of the things that we need to understand that are happening in our nation today. You know, put the transgender nonsense, the the rainbow coalition, when I say rainbow, I'm talking about those that are pushing you know, the same-sex everything upon little kids. The COVID pandemic was used and abused because, you know, there are people in the United States that really believe that lockdowns and ordering people to wear a face mask would never work in this country because they believe there were still enough freedom-loving people left. But when they saw they got away with it in Italy after China had done it, well, they tried it here and in Canada, and in Australia. And when you think about it, a minority of the people have rebelled against it, and the minority has been right on target with all of it. The mainstream media has been a willing accomplice. They're the state-run media. The late Rush Limbaugh said it really well. Drive-by shooting media, that's what they are. They do, they're in lockstep with whatever the Democrats say. They are nothing but a PR firm for an ideology. The pandemic was used to strip our liberties and to conceptually transform America into being ready to accept a literally Chinese Communist Party style of World Economic Forum-guided, post-humane, and post-constitutional world. There's a war going on. There's a war in the federal government, the institutions, and agencies And the media have been weaponized against you and I and everybody in this country. And there are enough deceived people. They have no ability to reason any longer. These deceived people with anger in their eyes and faces and fear. They believe in it. They're all for it. And I believe that we're coming to a time that our nation as we know It's not going to last much longer. You know, back in 2020, when this program began, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who I've always called, you know, St. Andrew Cuomo the pious, he declared that residents, you ready for this, could not have more than six people in their homes. In other words, your home was now under his authority. Your freedom was now sacrificed because, well, Governor Cuomo said so even though the real science never backed up any of his claims. We're at war. The World Health Organization, they have been trying to get this new pandemic treaty, which would give them the full authority worldwide. Unbridled privilege to declare an emergency, force you to stay in your home, force you to take a vaccine, force you to wear a face diaper, force you to do anything they want you to do. It's happening. And the administration that we have in Washington, D.C. today in the United States, the administration you have in Ottawa, in Canada, they're all for it. Because, see, they're a part of the elite. And they think that they know more than you. They have done everything. This administration, in particular, has done several things, and I, I believe all by design. They lie to you, saying, "Oh, it's it's really a sign of a great economy. It's all transitory. Don't worry." All this, it's silly. It's a lie. It's false. You know, just, Justin Trudeau, you know, he, he literally declared martial law when the truckers were protesting in the province of Ontario. We're seeing we're seeing evil leaders ruling evil nations. And I'm not saying that you're evil if you're listening to this program. I'm saying the nation as a majority of people has become evil. And the remaining Christians that are out there, we're the salt and light, but increasingly the light is becoming dim as there are less of us here in this world. Our salt is not sufficient to preserve it all much longer, at least the way things are going. The borders of the United States are no longer protected, they're no longer sovereign borders. It, the, the idea is to, to diminish the population of the United States. We're becoming global in our orientation. Look at the stuff that you buy, the things that you need for your home. Computer chips, where are they made? Are they made in, you know, Georgia? No. California? No. They're made overseas. The television, the computer you have, radios, chips, you know, cars couldn't be made for a long time. They, they got, I can remember talking to a car dealer when I was getting my vehicle serviced several months back in florida i'm looking i'm going what happened to all your new cars your lot is almost empty well there's a chip shortage out of china and so an american automobile manufacturer couldn't make cars because we're dependent upon chinese chips emergency powers will be used as a weapon of war and the idea of a pandemic, whether it's monkeypox, whether it's Corona, whether it's whatever they come up with next, they're going to be they're going to be used. They've learned a significant part of the population will forever live in fear. I, I, I'm convinced when I'm out and about, whether in Florida or here in southwest Virginia, a very conservative area, I would say, of the state of Virginia, if you're looking at red and blue, it's red. But you still see a number of people that are that'll never take off their face mask again as long as they live and they're out in public. They'll drive their car with a face mask because they firmly believe that there's some kind of disease out there ready to strike them dead. And they don't wear a face mask outdoors in their car anywhere they go. Many of these people only go shopping on certain days. When there are less people, they probably don't even go to their church anymore because they're afraid of the virus. And so we have a a significant part of the American population now that is in total and abject fear forever of illness and sickness. They're probably triple vaccinated and wonder why they're having all kind of health issues. There are all these bad actors out there. Your best interest is not what they're they're all about. It's their interest. They believe that they own the world and they need people to serve them. And there are a lot of useless eaters out there, like a lot of baby boomers that are now on Social Security and have retired after working 45, 50 years or more. They want us gone unless we're productive, unless we have something to give. One thing that's in common with leftist, and I would say the Democrat Party in the United States overall, I'm not saying all, but I'm saying significantly, there's no respect for human life. They have no respect at all for human life. Everything is up for grabs. They they think that that life in the womb is meaningless. You can just dispose of it if it's inconvenient. And what it really is is modern-day Moloch worship. The Bible forbids it. Moloch was an ancient god. You saw around Babylon, Assyria, and other regions, various names, but the same thing, the same modus operandi, the sacrifice of young children, newborns, for your prosperity. And in all the cultures that worship using infant sacrifice, they would dance and sing. Their sexual morals were, well, non existent. Kind of sound familiar, doesn't it? The only difference today is with abortion today to satisfy these demons, and that's what it is it is the demonic realm. It is demons. It is satanic. You don't hear the baby scream any longer. Modern technology is taking care of that. Yet we still sing and dance and go on our merry way. We are in unprecedented times. And we have leadership that is heading us toward our destruction. And it won't be long. There are too many things that I'll probably share more about this maybe on Thursday. We're lied to more often than not in our mainstream media. I think you know it and I know it. And even some of the media, many of us think we can trust, they have been deceptive and they have also failed us. There's been a lot of information out there for example, about the vaccines and the fact that they may not be everything that everybody claims that they're supposed to be. Are you, you following what I'm saying? They may not be everything that, you know, they've been claimed to be. We were told they were 95 percent effective. Well, well, it turned out they're not. We're told that after you get your second shot, hey, you're Corona proof. Well, you're not. Well, take the vaccine and then you won't spread the virus. Well, yes, you can. Everything they said about this vaccine ended up being an an absolute lie. 100%. Why would I believe them any longer about boosters or all of it? There's too much money involved for these corporations to walk away from it now. They're going to keep pushing. They're going to keep lying. They're going to keep burying data. Why did Pfizer want 75 years before anybody knew anything about how they tested this stuff to get their approval for the vaccine you can't even get? Remember, there is no approved by the FDA vaccine available to you today in the United States or Canada They're all emergency use authorizations. You sign your rights away. If it damages you or kills you, you're on your own. A lot of people were running out to get Pfizer last year after August, assuming that it was approved. And it wasn't. You got lied to. And the FDA was a willing partner in the lie. Our own United States federal government willingly and knowingly lied to you. And tried to bury the evidence of the potential dangers of these vaccines. And now they want to push it on little kids under the age of five. Why? Are they at risk of coronavirus? Absolutely not. Will they die of it? No. Are they a spreading vector? Not really. But they still want to put face diapers on these kids and inject this poison into their arms. How many people have got to die before... People wake up. We're seeing, let me mention this. I need to mention this. Several weeks ago, a distant family member, not far from where we live in Georgia, had died at the age of 35. Now, there were a lot of other issues involved, but it was a health issue. And I knew the funeral director because it was the same funeral home I had used back in 2004. When, when I lost my first wife to cancer and we had a service up in Georgia, her hometown in, in Toccoa. So I'm talking to this guy, a funeral director, and, and I was asking, I said, so during the coronavirus of, you know, basically 2020 and, you know, the winter of 2021, I said, I guess you guys were extremely busy. And he said, no, no nothing was really out of the ordinary. Now, stop and think. Nothing was really out of the ordinary, about the same number they normally would have. But he said, but a funny thing is, he said, we have a lot more today and they're not Corona deaths They're just a lot of people and younger than they should be that are dying. We, we, we are having a lot more. And it's unprecedented and they're not dying of COVID. What does that tell you? Maybe these vaccines are a poison. Between technology, the media, and as I was saying before, you know, a lot of people try to trust Fox News. They think that Fox News is the go-to news source, and I'm going. I'm I'm not so certain anymore. When all those billions of dollars of federal money was out there to promote the vaccine, they were happy to take it, and their men, much of their on-air news staff, not not so much a few of their primetime hosts, but In the daytime, it all became pro-vaccine out of the mouths of people on the TV. And if you dared question that narrative, they shut you down. Money talked. And Fox sold out. So did Newsmax. Some of their people have sold out as well because, hey, it's hard to turn down that money. And it wasn't just for the commercials that were being aired. The staff was then talking up the wonderful benefits of these vaccines and and how it'll save the world. Our White House is under the control of communist China. I don't care what anybody says. We have a puppet government sitting in Washington, D.C. at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And I'm certain if you look at the stock portfolio of Nancy Pelosi, she has bought and paid for herself. And so is the majority of those that are supposed to be serving us. They look at us as plebes and servants to them. There's going to be a disruption in our food supply. It's an attack. In a way, we are under occupation already without even knowing it. Because our puppet government in Washington, D.C. is doing the bidding. Our nation is in deep trouble. And do not assume for even one second, for even one second, that the election of 2022 and 2024 is going to bring us peace and prosperity and happy days are here again. Honestly, I don't see that happening at all. I don't see it happening. We have gone too far as a nation into God's judgment. And we're going to pay a price. One of the things that I want this radio program to do is to prepare you for those times. One of the reasons my wife and I are making some dramatic changes in our life is to be ready for such time. I'm thankful that this, this broadcast is heard as a podcast. And we're learning a lot about media and social media. It's really under the controls of, of the leftist in this world. We're also finding out what a fraud Twitter really is. Regardless of what you think about Elon Musk, he's not stupid. And we're beginning to realize that Twitter has lied. Oh, maybe maybe two or three percent of our our users are automated bots. And you ought to see what a bot farm looks like. It's it's a hundred it's a hundred cell phones on these. Oh, it's a long story, but they, it, these are fake accounts where one person is running a hundred accounts or maybe five hundred accounts. They're bots. And it may be as high as 50% of all the users on, on Twitter are false, phony, and fake. And they use those bots to set the agenda and shut down the discussion. It's all propaganda. I made a. I have a personal account I seldom use, but I made a little comment on Twitter, and they they immediately cut me off and suspended me because I spoke the truth. I said, transgenderism is a mental illness. You can't say that. But it is. If I want want my account restored, I have to delete the the tweet, and then I can have it back in a week. You can keep your your Twitter. I don't need it anymore. Same is true with Facebook. They have their fact-checkers that, in a court of law, they say are just people with different opinions. They're not fact-checkers. It's all phony. It's all... It's a propaganda machine... That Joseph Goebbels of Nazi Germany would be proud of. They've got it. They've got it figured out. Do you believe in our mission and ministry? Would you consider keeping us on the air? If you would, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. And mail it to Truth to Ponder. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North. Number three, two, four, eight. That's number three, two, four, eight. The city is Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is three, two, five, three, six. That zip code again in Crestview, Florida is three, two, five, three, six. And you can also find out more about this program. Would you visit the website? And you can also leave a prayer request there as well.
1: This has been Truth to Ponder.